Welcome to Standing in Faith, a series discussing how to stand in faith, being unshakable, immovable, and unwavering, with real testimonies of victory and overcoming, sharing the voice of the divine encourager with how to discern and respond, finding peace, hope, and encouragement in all times, seasons, and circumstances. In this episode, David and Jeff continue their discussion on faith. Okay, Jeff, so this is Christmas time, and, you know, it's interesting because I'm around a lot of different people who they either do not celebrate Christmas at all, they think it's a pagan holiday, and so they don't want anything to do with it, all the way to, you know, people who um, probably go way overboard in other directions with, with the whole Christmas thing, but... You know, just in, in thinking about that, what what does, and you can only answer this because you're a believer now, but what does Christmas mean to you? I think one word for me, mm-hmm. hope. Okay. Christmas embodies hope. It's also a joyful time because hope, right? It's joyful because of the hope that's out there. So that, for me, that's that's what I would say. What would you say Christmas is to you? Well, I, in, in in response to what you just said, <laughs> that is so important. Because, no, I agree with you. Because that's what, when I think of Christmas, um, because I have a lot of struggles around Christmas. It, it was a, a time, Josh was my son, that I lost. And it was a great time for him and all. So it, it, I have a lot of struggles around Christmas time. As far as just the celebration of stuff and families and all that, but when I think about when I think about it from a spiritual context, um, that that the whole idea of hope, you know, and of course that's a precursor to faith anyway. But I think about Romania. I remember them telling me that Christmas. In communist Romania, once communist, uh, and they were oppressed. They were people were thrown in jail for being believers. Yeah, all the yeah. whole tortured, the whole business. Mm. Matter of fact, you want to read a good book called "Tortured for His Faith" by Wimbrand, who was a, a Romanian pastor. But anyway, um, I think about that day for them was the one day they were allowed to march down the street, sing hymns. Mm-hmm go caroling, do whatever, was Christmas. It was the only time of the year where they could really be free in their faith, which is kind of interesting in that sense. Yeah, I'm shocked that they were allowed to do that, but wow, what a blessing that was for them. Well, exactly, and and, and what, what always gets me is, you know, I hear people say, well, you know, it's a pagan, well, it doesn't matter the source, honestly, uh, it's what we do with it anyway. I mean, the word God is a pagan word. It's not, it, it doesn't come out of the quote Bible, even though your English Bible say G-O-D. It, it is not the word, the name for God. You know, I mean, you could substitute Allah. Allah is the Arabic word for God, right? Um when we think of the names of God, we think of El Shaddai and, and 200 other different ones. Jehovah, Yahweh. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And so, 
it's the same to me when we think about about the whole you know, now granted you know it's a big big holiday lots of money spent and all that but you don't think about that in another context it gives people jobs it 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 bolsters our economy it you know, it, it it's kind of good in that way. Yeah, it's a it's commercialized. It's all that stuff, and I don't care for that. Um, but I always try to think positive through those kinds of situations. You know, it's, that people bring up. But I come back to the one thing that when I think about it. And of course, you were asking me some questions earlier about what's my favorite this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And uh, and there there are songs at Christmas that I just Love, that I'll sing during the year because they have uh, hope in them. Yeah. They have uh, this, this spark of life. And, 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 you know, we couldn't have had the Easter without Christmas, right? Anyway, of course, some people think, well, Easter's a pagan. I just, I don't care. What do we do as believers to celebrate What's in the scriptures around a day, whether it's, you know, considered, quote, Christmas or not? And, and what is it that sparks in us that makes us want to celebrate this day with the hymns and the, the music and the, the beauty of it all? And, quote, you know, we see stories, miracles of Christmas and all. To me, it just, it just puts me in touch with with that whole amazing reality of everything or angels you know we've talked about that mm-hmm. and 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 the angels that 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 were always in the picture from Zechariah to Mary and, and then to Joseph Joseph yeah yep. Joseph saw angels yeah the shepherds saw angels right so that is one of the things that I love about the Christmas story there's so much angelic activity and there's so many people that just break out in prophecy. Um, words from the Lord, live, living, rhema, active words from the Lord that, that have become part of our scripture. But they were, at that point, they were alive. So Christmas to me is a time, it's a season where miracles take place. It's a season of light. Mm-hmm. Right, Jesus said, "I'm the light, light of the world." So, it's it's about light to me. It's about hope. It's about joy. It's about the angelic activity. It's about the fact that God is is giving us the ultimate gift. Mm-hmm. So, whether we put trees up and wrap packages and and believe in Santa Claus and all all of these things that surround Christmas. To me, if you focus on the fact that it's it's God's gift to us through his son, right? Um it it's it's the light of God coming into the world. Um I love the passage in Isaiah where it talks about you know mighty counselor, prince of peace, the government is on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. In this time, in this season that we're in, that has brought me hope, right? The government's on his shoulders. Yeah. 
I don't have to worry about that. Right. He's got it. Right? So to me, it's a season where pagan or not, I'm not pagan. So I'm focused on the gift, the light, the hope, right? The right. fact that Emmanuel, there's a song out there, Emmanuel, God with us, right? I, I love that song. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a newer song, but it's, it's powerful because, yeah, God literally took, humbled himself and came into the world, right, to ultimately become our Savior. And we're jumping ahead to Easter, so I don't want to do that, but... Yeah, it, the thing, of course, Emmanuel as the hymn is as old as is an old hymn. Uh, there's new versions of it of Emmanuel, and the word Emmanuel, of course, means God with us. And I think that's the all important thing that we miss because you go to John chapter one, verse uh, fourteen. It says, "And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us." And and I think that sometimes we lose that. Um, we lose that that idea of of Jesus being flesh, but we can't we, we we can't lose that idea. If we lose the idea that Jesus was fully man, he was born as a baby. Uh, then why why shouldn't we celebrate that fact that the Word of God became clothed in flesh and grew up with all the vulnerabilities? that we do correct and and so um it 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 should make us realize that when we look at this jesus uh that was born vulnerable that 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 really it's like god made himself vulnerable to all of this um for only one very glorious reason because he loved us so much that he, he wanted us to experience the depths of communion and fellowship with him, not, not experience keeping rules, not experience all of that stuff that I think religion so horribly causes us to mess with God. But the idea of just that communion and love with him, and if you've not seen it, if you've not looked at it, you need to go and look at the series, The Chosen. Because you want to talk about how they have developed. And granted, it's a series and they're, they're continuing to work on it. But they really have done such a wonderful job of you seeing Jesus in his humanity. You know, and, and we miss that. And he was, he, he was, yeah, he was both God and, and man. But he left the God part behind and and became a man to the, you know, point of death, et cetera. So this season, to me, sparks all of that kind of thinking, you know? So one of the things in in reading through the Christmas story in the book of Luke, there's so many examples of faith. Right? Strong faith. Mm-hmm. There's so many examples even of the gift of faith. Like when when Mary shows up at Elizabeth's, right? What is Elizabeth's response? Boom, immediately she recognizes the the mother of God. Yeah. Right? Or I shouldn't say it like that. The mother of Jesus. Yeah. Right? Um so that 
that had to be sparked by faith, right? And then she comes out with this amazing prophecy. And then I, I can't stop but think about the faith of Joseph. He, the faith that he demonstrated, the obedience that he demonstrated multiple times. Okay, granted, right, he had an angel. Probably Gabriel shows up because he's the one who seems to be showing up mm-hmm. this season, right? right. Um, he shows up to Zachariah. He shows up to Mary. Probably the same guy that shows up to Joseph right? and starts to tell stuff to Joseph. But Joseph obeyed. Mm-hmm. That required faith. Joseph had to have an amazing level of faith yeah. to not only accept his betrothed's announcement— Right? But then to walk it out with her and then to be obedient through what God tells him to do with it. And the important part about that with Joseph, because I think he's a great example, is Zechariah was in the holy, holy place and an angel comes where nobody else could be. Mm-hmm. Joseph was asleep. It said an angel appeared to him in a dream. dream. Yeah. And he believed that dream and he believed that angel. Thank God. Yeah. A couple of times, thank God, because otherwise, right, yeah. Herod would have gotten to Jesus right. when right. he ordered all the 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 sons, the firstborn sons. To right, be, from two years under. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, again, there's another example of Joseph being obedient. Yeah. And so he was, Joseph was not only moving in faith, but his faith was also active and growing. Mm-hmm. Right, He saw the hand of God honestly deliver them. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so Joseph's a great example of faith. Mary, too, right? She's, she's like, yeah, be it unto me as you've said, but then she had to walk that out. And I can't even imagine what that would have been like during those times, right, to become with child, <laughs> yeah. even though you were not yet completely fully married mm-hmm. or Right, hadn't been consummated. Yeah, it hadn't been consummated. Quite obviously, right. uh oh, right, something's up here. Right. That could have been her death. Yeah, she had to have faith to to face that, mm-hmm. um, and that faith in Joseph too. That that God would move in Joseph. Yeah. Anyhow, tons of faith, but probably the faith that kind of jumped out at me the most huh? is Simeon. So Simeon was the the older guy. Oh yeah. Um, that was in the temple after Mary went through her, I think it was after Jesus was circumcised and Mary went through her purification, she then came to give uh, an offering in the temple and, and Simeon was there. Mm-hmm. His faith, right, to, to have listened to God and known that he would look upon the face of the Messiah before he died. And... And he, he was kind of locked onto that. Yeah. He wasn't budging from that. Mm-mm. That's kind of almost a different kind of faith. That's That gets into your faith to live by, right? Mm-hmm. Where you mm-hmm. just hold on mm-hmm. to hold on to mm-hmm. hold on to mm-hmm. hold on to to what God has spoken to your yeah. heart. And yeah. in that case, it's exactly he was living by that. Right. Um, because I think, I don't know the exact quote, but I think as soon as he saw the face of Jesus, he's like, okay, I can die now. Yeah. It's yeah. it's done. You delivered it. You've that was it. what I was waiting for. Well, I would imagine the same, you know, it's the same type of faith that Abraham held on to for 90-some-odd years. I'm supposed to be the father of many nations. I hadn't even had my own child yet other than Ishmael. 
And um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I can see where he would t t cling to that and uh, all so I, those years so waiting, I, waiting. I'm coming back to Christmas. It's a season of hope. It's a season of joy. It's a season of faith. Yeah. Pagan holiday or not doesn't matter to me. No. Because the joy, the hope, the faith, I celebrate those things mm -hmm. because ultimately they lead us to the greatest of all. Yeah. And that is the love that God has shown us. All people, not just believers, but all people, right? Because that is what is going to conquer, that is what's going to change lives, that's what's going to change circumstances. It's the love. Right, And that is what this season is ultimately to me about, mm -hmm. is just how much God loves each and every one of us. Yeah. Uh, uh, and a, a point about Christmas, too, if you think about it. If Christmas is so bad, why does the enemy hate it so much? Right? Look at all these cases of people, of, of them want, not wanting live nativity scenes, of get, let's get rid of Christmas, let's yep. get rid of this, let's get rid of that. Why? Unless the enemy understands that this is, this is the gospel. Every year the gospel is being proclaimed in a powerful way uh, through these pictures, images, services, whatever it may be. And those hymns, oh, my God. The hymns that are laden with some of the best theology. Yeah, there's some that are a little kind of out there, but but for the most part, the ones that, that Charles Wesley wrote that that are uh, that have been are just profound. With and that's what Charles Wesley was trying to do. Is he says we will teach theology through music, and he did. Whereas mm -hmm. you know his brother John preached. Mm -hmm. But uh, and he wrote seven thousand hymns, and a lot of those he wrote Christmas stuff. So yeah, it it it's filled with that Jeff of joy with love, and I got one more story. If you've never watched the movie, uh, oh joy to, it's a French word, um, oh to joy or something like this. It, it, but it's about the German troops. And the British troops and the French troops, they were, they were in trenches mm -hmm. fighting each other. And Christmas came. And so all of a sudden, there were truce flags raised up. They came into the middle and they said, let's not fight until after Christmas is over with. So they, they, they did. And they all came out into the middle between the two trenches Mm -hmm. They ate together. They played soccer, football, you mm -hmm. know, for them. Um, and they got to know each other really well. Mm -hmm. Guess what? They went back to their trenches. They had to move them. They couldn't shoot at each other. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's that Christmas love. And, and how can you shoot somebody who's that, that, that you've, you've grown to know? Like you they couldn't. They couldn't do it anymore. You ate with them. You heard about yeah. their lives. You they, heard about their, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't. That's common hate. ground. You couldn't hate anymore. That's common ground. Yeah, yeah. How that happened at Christmas, you know? So, yeah, and so they moved those troops out and put new ones in because they, they couldn't fight each other. I, you know, I was reading an article about the what they called the Christmas star, which 
and it's current. It's 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 out right now. Um, and what they described it as is is most likely the star that the wise men saw. We're going to see it this year. Nice. It hasn't happened in. I guess it's a very, very, very extremely rare occurrence. <laughs> and I'm going off a of memory right now yeah, because yeah. I, for some reason, I've lost my phone and I can't. <laughs> so this is just from memory. But apparently um, it's four different stars slash planets that are all bundled very close to one another and turn into almost what appears to us to be a superstar. Wow. And somebody ran through some supercomputers and tried to figure out back, and they think that this might have been the same celestial occurrence that, that the wise men saw back on Jesus' birth. Um, and I don't remember the stars. I want to say it was um, Jupiter, Venus uh, as planets, there, and then there was two stars that also came into the mix to turn into this giant because they were yeah. all so close together you yeah. couldn't discern them. Right. So it turns into a giant oh. star. And supposedly on December 21st of this year, uh-huh. that same celestial occurrence is going to take place. That's cool. Right. So Let's I, hope it's not cloudy. Yeah, I, I'm really, I'm like so ready to see this yeah, thing yeah, because yeah. I got that that Christmas song in my mind. Those, the star, the star, sailing through the night with a tail as long as a kite. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. wow, can you imagine what yeah. that would look like? Right. It must be like literally a giant cross-like star. Right. right. Um, they even went on in this article to explain how each one of those those celestial bodies uh-huh. actually would have pointed the wise men to Israel. Wow. To go to Israel because a king was born. Huh. I, I was like, holy cow, yeah. that is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But what even was even more amazing to me is that it's happening this year, December 21st, 2020, again. That's great. And I don't think it's happened since. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very rare occurrence. That's Anyhow, good. yeah, that's my uh, little that's bit good. of that's good. magic right yeah, yeah. now or mystery. It, anyway, we, we hope, uh, from both of us, we hope that that uh, you really have a joy. So I know it's a tough season because so many of us as families can't even get together because of the pandemic and stuff. But we hope that in whatever situation you're in, and over these days, not just 25th, um, but these days, as you think about it, and Advent and all these different times, even Hanukkah, because we, we go through Hanukkah, and if you don't know anything about it, look it up and research it. It's really cool. Uh, talk about miracles and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so, you know, spend a little meditative time thinking uh, about this. You see the star and the wonder of that, whatever it may be. That, that makes this such a, a miraculously wonderful season. And, and Jeff and I really want you all to have a joyous and wonderful uh, Christmas season. Yeah, you know what? We bless you listeners with hope that just rises up and overflows you. We bless you with joy down deep in your heart mm-hmm. that just puts a smile on your face 
no matter what the circumstances are, it doesn't matter that you have joy in it. And we bless you with peace. We bless you with the ability to look at the lights with awe and wonder. And we also bless you knowing that you are deeply, deeply loved by the Creator. David and I sure would appreciate your feedback. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please click like and be sure to leave a comment. If you've not already subscribed, please do that and turn alerts on. This way you'll automatically know when we post our next installment. You have our permission to share this podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share with us or a question, you can email us at fellowshipcast7 at gmail.com. That's fellowshipcast7 at gmail.com.